This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Gillio with you, reacting to an incredible Philadelphia sports weekend. Uh, and we'll get to all the elements of it. Uh, don't forget, subscribe, follow the podcast, first, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a, a five-star rating that helps the show grow. And 94 WIP, the YouTube page, is where Tucker, Bagley, and myself put up a lot of video podcasts, which we love doing. All right, th- this, uh, this morning I want to get to a couple of things. One, uh, actually, two, I want to react to the Eagles practice. What I noticed last night, I took my kids, went out there, awesome event, 50-plus thousand. So cool to be at like a financial field yesterday. So we'll get to the Eagles practice. But I want to start with Trey Turner and the weekend that was for Philadelphia fans. And really, Philadelphia fans kind of became the central character in the story. Meanwhile, Trey Turner, the player, the one that this was all about, in essence, kind of became the background story other than the home run, which he had on Saturday night, which was clearly a, a big home run and one that helped the Phillies win a game. So I just want to address a couple of things. My, my thoughts on what happened, obviously Friday, I, I said on the show and uh, I put out there, I was on board with this. I, I thought it was a great idea. Zero downside, only upside. It can only show Trey Turner's support from the people that are there every single night, the people that are, are really in essence paying his paycheck and the people that want him to be the best version he could be for the next 10 plus years. So I, I was totally on board. This this is so different than my personal opinion of Trey the player this year, which hasn't been good. I mean, anyone being honest with themselves, no, Trey hasn't been good. But the fact cheering him, yeah, awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm all for that. I've never been a boo guy. I'm just not a boo guy. Like Ben Simmons comes back to town. Carson Wentz comes back to town. You know, Philadelphia sports villains come back. Yeah, I mean, let, let's all go boo the guy. I'm, I'm not a big boo guy, like especially when people are struggling. It's just not my nature. You, you may be surprised at that because I guess I, my opinions are strong on the player, but I'm not a boo guy. So th- this version of that, the opposite of that, the cheer I was all for, I thought Philadelphia acquitted itself in a great light. Now, I want to address a couple things on on the Trey situation, on some people like 
things people are saying, you know, a message I got about this and uh, says the show on, on Friday. It's funny. I, I always say this and, and I, you know, I, I don't know which side of this you are on. I, I could guess just because this is, we're online right now. This is, this is a podcast, but I, I find it fascinating. The difference in those between WIP's audience, followers, people that are consuming the products that are listening to us on the radio versus just social media, whatever you want to call that, whatever you want to call what that is. It's obviously multiple platforms. On Friday during the show, for three hours, we introduced the topic about 11 a.m. I said, I'm on board with this. I like the idea. Cheer Trey Turner. Let, let, give the guy a standing ovation. Show him, you know what? You stunk, but you know, you know, we're here for you. And I think maybe, maybe one person, I think, I think it was just one, called in and said, hey, Joe, you've been ragging this guy all year, and now you want to do this? And I, yeah, those are separate things. I mean, would I undo Trey Turner's contract if I could? Absolutely. I mean, 1,000%. He's, I don't think he's a $300 million player, but I can't do that. That's just a conversation for just a one day. Um, would I trade him for Juan Soto? Without a question. I would trade like almost every player in baseball for Juan Soto. Like maybe there's two or three guys. I'm not trading for Juan Soto. That's how great Juan Soto is. He's my favorite hitter in the sport. And, and other than Otani, he might be my favorite player. So yeah, I mean, of course I would trade him for Juan Soto. That, that conversation was, was a month ago. And yes, I would still do it. But would I cheer him if I had a ticket to the game on Friday? Of course I would. He's a Philly. I hope he does great. We all hope he does great. Everyone hopes he does great. So I just think it's funny because a lot of people on social media send me messages like, this. you can't do this. You can't say this. You, you didn't like him. There is something they call it a gray area in sports and life. It's not black and white. I, I don't hate Trey Turner. I'm like, why would I hate Trey Turner? He seems like an awesome guy. He came out when I said spring training. He has just not been a good Philly. I mean, that's, that's the reality of it. So I'm going to act and react up to that. And he has been. We'll have a lot of conversations about all the players in Philadelphia, if they're good or they're not. If they're great, we praise them. If they're not, we talk about what's going on here. Like, could we get rid of the guys? Was it worth having them? That's sports. That's talking about sports. If you can't handle that, I mean, that's on you. That's a you problem. But as far as um, my thought on what happened this weekend, it was great. And like, someone sent me a message the other night, like, are you, are you upset? Why would I be upset? <laughs> Trey Turner actually hit the ball. This is what we've been waiting for the entire season. If, upset? This is awesome. Everyone out there that bought this guy's jersey when he got here, right, feels like, whew, a little vindicated. Like, maybe the guy is in a total lemon, you know, four months, five months to an 11-year contract. So I, I thought it was a great weekend. Obviously, the players reacted and noticed. From Bryce Stott's comments to Bryce Harper saying he wished he played his whole career in Philadelphia, the Trey Turner himself, who really went above and beyond to acknowledge the crowd, not just a tip of the cap, but really went above and beyond to acknowledge the crowd and, and everyone there. So if you were one of those people in attendance, good on you. I didn't have a ticket this weekend. I did go to Eagles practice. We'll talk about it in a minute. I would have cheered him if, if I was there, especially Friday night, especially Saturday. I think it kind of wore off by Sunday. But, but just a, a great, great moment for the Phillies fan base and really for Philadelphia fans. So I, 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 if you were there or if you were just tangentially a part of this, you should be proud of it. I, I, feel, I feel pride in, in the city. I feel pride in, in WIP's listeners. I feel pride that it became such a big thing, which I had, had, had such a tiny part of. I mean, Jack had the idea, Jack Fritz. Uh, I heard afternoon talk about it on Thursday. I sent him a message Thursday night and I said, yeah, I'm going to do this too. Like we should, I'm going to do this on the midday. I didn't know morning was going to do it. I kind of thought probably because it was a great topic 
and morning did it great. And then we had the discussion on our show and then afternoon built it up again. So um, I just, the, the amazing part about how many people listen to WIP and then go and, and do something like that. And maybe there was someone out there that had no idea what was going on, but like the wave swept them up. It's just awesome. I, I just, I thought the whole thing was really cool. Obviously rooting for Trey to continue to hit well and hit actually the rest of the season. Now, do I think this is the magic fix? The elixir, it's over. The slump is over. The decline is over. I don't. I, I mean, I'd be real with you. I, I don't. It was a nice weekend against some bad Royals pitching. But maybe, you know, it, it, for the first time all in a while, I guess maybe since early June when he had the good week against the Tigers, for the first time in a while, there's a maybe. There's a hope. That's a good thing for the Phillies as they go down the stretch run of the MLB season. All right, let's get to the Eagles stuff. So last night... I went to Eagles Open Practice along with about 50,000 other people with my son who is eight and my daughter who's six, and they're all eagled up. It's, it's amazing what a Super Bowl run does for a fan base and does for the next wave of the fan base. Like we went last year, they were kind of into it. My son more, he was seven, she was five. Uh, this year, though, they were really into it. Like they, they had their Eagles gear on at like, I don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon. They, they were ready. I mean, they were ready to go hours before we had to go and then just and, and part of this by just because they're getting a little older like they were asking questions and, and they knew the players and they were kind of looking like what's that guy doing what's that guy doing so it was really fun a great atmosphere the eagles put on you know for the price which is is super low but that it goes to a great cause for the eagles autism foundation it's it's such a it's it's a perfect summer family night if, if you care about the eagles and and you could go like it, it was it was really fun to be there and we're going to make it an annual tradition, which we started last year. All right. Now, actually, what I noticed. Now, to be fair, I'm not sitting there in my, you know, kind of take mode and, and taking notes and all that kind of stuff. I'm not in the press box. I'm not covering it. I just was there hanging out with my kids. So there's obviously some gaps probably in what I saw, what I didn't see. You know, who's, I got to get some mango water ice. We got to go to the bathroom, all that kind of stuff. But from what I did see, and we did sit for most of it, here's some takeaways that I had. Some some interesting um formational stuff, some player stuff, good, bad, all that kind of stuff. Um, first, before we start off, I did see, and I don't know if this woman is involved in the summer of John, I did see a woman section over in a John Ritchie jersey. I, I can't tell you how much I love when people wear jerseys, not ironically, like it's their jersey from years ago, of the three hosts that we I work with, obviously one co-host with at WIP. I love when I see a John Ritchie jersey, a Hugh Douglas jersey, an Ike Reese jersey. It's the coolest thing. Like, I work with those guys, and you're wearing the jersey. So we'll just start with that. Number two, and I'll just say right now, I understand that the time of the year it is, working out the, the, the you know, kind of the kinks and getting the, the arm ready to go and, and all that, new team, new system, all that. That all being said, the Eagles are going to be in trouble if Jalen Hurts misses time. Marcus Mariota has been poor Every single time I've watched him so far this summer, and I have been now to four practices, he has, he just, he throws the ball really inaccurately. Anything beyond five to seven yards is an adventure. And I mean, middle, mid tier passes just sail on him. He has no feel down the field. Marcus Mariota is a problem if the Eagles miss Jalen Hurts for, for time. And we know the first years of his career, he has missed time. He is really an inaccurate quarterback. He has been trying to sound the alarms in this after being in Atlanta last year and watching him. And I thought, look, get him in a new system, better coaching, 
you know, maybe a little bit of an uptick. I don't know. I, I don't know. He can still run, and and he's very interested in running. Uh, so I think there'd probably be a, a basic floor to the offense if he played, if he had to play with the weapons they have around him. They could have a good running game and maybe get the ball in space to some of his guys and they make some plays. But if, if he has to play a game later this season, and I hope he doesn't, but he may have to just based on Jalen Hurts' track record, and it's third and eight, and it's late in the game, I have very little confidence he's going to complete the pass over the sticks to get the first down. I just have been totally underwhelmed. And last night was pretty poor by Mariota. One thing that um, Mariota side, just an, an offensive note that I, I, I did make last night. A lot of empty formations. A lot of empty in, in the team period. Um, a lot of five wide receiver. And also when they've got four wide receivers last night and a back, all the backs, it's not just... DeAndre Swift. It's not just Kenny Gainwell. All the backs, even including Rashad Penny, are being deployed in the passing game. I think we're going to see a lot of passes to backs this year. I mean, we had so little of that last year. I think it was a a product, a little bit of Miles Sanders not being that good at catching the football, but also I, I just think it wasn't it wasn't a part of the offense last year, and I think it did hurt on on hot reads. It hurt on dump offs. It made every play have to be a big play or a run for Jalen Hurts. I think this is going to take a lot off his shoulders. I like it. A lot of running backs in the passing game and all of them, even even including Rashad Penny. Uh, A couple notes on rookies that I noticed uh, yesterday. One is Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is or was yesterday more aggressive than I had heard so far in camp. He was with the third team, second and third team, but there was a running play, you know, midway through the practice and the back got to around the area of the line where Carter's trying to fight off a block. And he didn't just, you know, reach and push and kind of wrap up. It was kind of a thud, and he knocked the guy to the ground. That wasn't a tackle. He's not breaking the rule. He goes, I don't tackle. They're not going to the ground. But he hit him, and he was able to knock him down. I thought it was an interesting rep by, by Jalen Carter. Um, the other defensive tackle, the young one out of Georgia, we had him on the midday show on Friday, go back and in the feed and find the Jordan Davis interview, really a great talking to Jordan. He seems poised for a bigger year. He seems poised for more snaps. I just thought there was a presence about him on his first team reps. I think the Eagles are going to get the player they they traded up for. And, and the one I really wanted, Jordan Davis was one of my favorite players in the 2022 draft. Came in last year, minimal impact, played a little bit early, was building up, was pretty good on rundowns, and they had the high ankle sprain, and it, it kind of all went backwards. So I'm expecting big things. Hopefully not just as a run stuffer. Jordan told us on Friday his goal is five sacks. But speaking of the run stuffing stuff, I mean, last year the Eagles were really bad against the run. And it killed them in, in the Super Bowl against the um, Chiefs. And you think about week one against the Patriots, I think it's a very tricky game. The Patriots can do two things really well. They can play defense. I think they have the corners to man up against the Eagles. Not many teams do. They have good pass rushers. And... They also, on the other side of the ball, run the football really well. And if the Eagles are not ready to go, and we know they have a lot of influx at linebacker right now, a lot of up and down, because they're signing guys you know, off the street, Cunningham, Jack, you know, the Kobe's a little banged up. I, I don't think there's much there with Nicholas Morrow. If the Eagles aren't ready to stop the run week one, it will be a long day. And, and part of that's the linebackers and the safeties. So I'll get to a safety in a minute. Part of it is Jordan Davis. He has to stuff that, that middle, and he has to make it very difficult on New England week one. Uh, as far as safeties, uh, Blankenship's going to play early and, and play a lot. He's a starter. It's the other one. They're probably going to start with Terrell Edmonds. I think he's a blah player, but I'm very intrigued by the ascension and when a guy like Sidney Brackett on the field, he man, he flies to the football. 
even in a joint, pra- you know, not just in a joint practice, I'm thinking this week, even in an open practice where no one's really hitting, you could see that he flies to the football. I, I was impressed with the, what I saw last night at a Sydney Brown. So Jordan Davis surprised me. Sydney Brown, interesting rep and kind of a show me moment by Jalen Carter. Mariota is a total mess throwing the football. That is something we cannot just ignore because it, it very well might rear its ugly head. Um, but a fun practice, Real, really fun event, and a great weekend for Philadelphia sports. To have that moment for Trey Turner, that weekend for Trey Turner, to show support, to have all the Phillies notice, and then to have 50,000 turnout at the link, you, you, really, you couldn't get anything better than that. Like That summed up the love, admiration, and, and just joy that people here get from, from being a fan. And, and it was given back this weekend to the teams, given back to Trey Turner, obviously given back in a big way to the Eagles Autism Foundation. You guys have a great day. Appreciate always you listen to the podcast and listen to WIP. I'm actually off from the show this week on vacation. I recorded this before the vacation actually begins. You guys have a great week. I'll have some stuff on the feed. Tucker will pop up some stuff on the feed this week that uh, pertains to the Eagles a lot. So you'll hopefully enjoy that. We'll talk again soon right here on WIP Daily.